Hello, hello. Welcome to Sip and Learn. I'm your host, Courtney Murray, a top real estate broker here in Chicago. And for the past three years, I've been hosting monthly laid-back events where we get together and talk about different real estate topics over some of our favorite drinks. I've been fortunate enough to bring Sip and Learn to hundreds of people in Chicago, but in this changing world, I thought it was time to bring the series to you. Sip and Learn started as a way to help people learn the adult things no one ever really teaches you, like how to buy your first place or how to buy an investment property. And for me, it's turned into so much more. Being able to help people achieve their goals, whether it be financial stability or finding that dream home, has been one of the best parts of my career. And giving you the tools and the education and seeing those light bulbs go off on your head, there's, there's just really nothing like that. So I want to quickly say thank you so much for taking the time to be here. It really does mean a lot to me. Earlier this week, I hosted a Q&A with some of my most trusted advisors talking about the state of the market in Chicago, and we were able to answer a ton of your questions. So without further ado, here's Sip and Learn, State of the Market. Thank you guys so much for coming this evening. This is Sip and Learn, State of the Market. I'm Courtney Murray. I'm a top real estate broker with At Properties. I have been in the business for about seven years. I do mostly residential, some commercial transactions. I've done everything from, sorry, we still have people coming in. I've done everything from less than $1,000 rentals to selling entire development. So I've done quite a bit throughout my career. I've seen a lot, experienced a lot. And I have some of the people that I trust most in this industry on this call tonight. Um, we have Joe Burke with Guaranteed Rate. He is an amazing loan officer. Um, he's nationally recognized. I love working with him. My clients love working with him. Um, and it's because he is such a great guide and such a great tool. Um, and he's very authentic and honest. If you don't need to buy, he will tell you that you don't need to buy. And I appreciate that for my clients. So Joe, thank you for coming. What are you drinking? Cheers. Tonight? Cheers. I, I got a wild turkey Manhattan. Oh, fancy, fancy. I, I forgot I'm drinking a left-hand nitro milk stout. We also have on the call tonight Donald Kilbasa, who is one of the top real estate attorneys in Chicago. He is amazing. He's the guy who gets it done uh, for most of my clients. He is actually one of the people who helps write all of the contracts and forms that we use in real estate. So he knows the ins and outs. He knows why they're the way they are. So thanks for taking the time out to come on the call. Are you drinking anything? Dude, I got a three-year-old and a one-year-old with no nanny. I got coffee. <laughs> well, cheers to you. <laughs> thanks for being here. Um, we also have Sabrina Beer with Proper Title. Proper Title is one of the title companies in Chicago, and they have been just amazing. They're usually amazing, but this past week, they've been giving us so much information on the new guidelines, what's going on. Um, like I said, I've been talking to her consistently, and it's just, you know, I'm really glad to have you on. You have so much knowledge for us, especially with closings. That's very important. So what are you drinking, girl? I have moved over to White Claw. <laughs> Low-calorie, low-carb. <laughs> and thank you. thank you. Thanks for having me, Courtney. Oh, yeah, no, thank you. And then um, hopefully Kevin Rossio will hop on the call. He had an emergency meeting, but he's one of At Property's top commercial brokers. So he, he has a lot of information as well. And in case we need anything, Rick Sovin, can we call on you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Happy to help. Okay, so that's actually my managing broker. That is like the man who knows everything. So really glad to have you. And you're drinking what again? I'm drinking a Revolution beer, a little crazy. Very fitting. Well, thank you guys so much again. You know, just kind of jumping right into it. One of the big questions we've been getting asked over the past few weeks is, you know, what is happening in the market? And Sabrina actually said it very well yesterday when we were talking, and it's that it's business as usual, but it's very unusual. So it's business as usual, but it's very unusual. So what does that mean? So I went on the MLS this morning, I pulled some stats, I looked at single family homes, uh, condos, townhomes, two to four units, all in the city of Chicago. And what I found was in the past 24 hours, there have been 122 new properties that came on the market. That's just in the past 24 hours. 155 properties went under contract and 101 closed. So that's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff still happening. There's a lot of activity going on. Um, there is a slowdown. You know, we have been deemed an essential service, but showings have become really tough. Uh, whether it's people uncomfortable letting people in their home or tenants not allowing showings, whatever the case may be, things have slowed down. Uh, so with that said, we have seen, you know, some properties get taken off of the market either temporarily or permanently. Uh, so in the past 24 hours, about 250 units were taken off the market. But in the past seven days, we've seen 426 new properties go on the market, 716 properties went under contract, and 445 properties closed in the past seven days. That's a lot. There's still a lot going on. And to you know further that point, so... I'm a top broker. I have access to a few different networks. So I have access to the top agent network, which only the top 10% of us have access to. And I also have access to the at app, which is like our, um, like a Facebook for app properties, if you will. So we're all in contact with each other. We're all talking to each other. And we like to tell each other if we have new properties coming on the market. And those are called pocket listings. Um, they haven't been made available to the public yet, but they will probably come on eventually. I have seen more pocket listings in the past few weeks than I have in a long time. And especially for my buyers, I'm getting notified multiple times a day that there's new properties coming. So things are definitely still, you know, they're moving and grooving. Things are still happening. It's just happening at maybe a slower pace and just in a different way. Things definitely haven't stopped. Uh, Joe, what have you been seeing from like a lending standpoint? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I think I like to start with the positive is it's business as usual. Um, we're just all kind of sequestered away from our teams. Um, I mean, we're taking applications. I'm seeing contracts, albeit they're coming in slower. Uh, I did three pre-approvals today. All three of those pre-approvals have the intention of going out and buying something in the next 90 days. Um, and my pre-approvals up to this, some are out actively looking, some have tapped the brakes for obvious reasons, but I'm certainly, the activities there, um, it's really a matter of, you know, what that activity, I guess, is going to turn into over the next couple months. And then, you know, that that's from just the buy side perspective. A lot of the other stuff we're seeing, and we'll get into this with Sabrina and stuff, is just the how 
how do we manage this process in this new normal? How do we um, get appraisers and inspectors in, in and out of houses and make people feel comfortable with that? How do we get people in and out of title companies and make people feel comfortable with that? Um, so it, it, it's, I think actually Sabrina's quote was very good. It's just, it's a new normal that we're having to try to adapt to here. Luckily, we are an industry where we have all of these great online tools to connect to one another, to connect to our clients, and to you know really do business. There's very few industries that can rely so heavily upon all of this technology and actually make the human element not necessarily go away, just like we're doing right now, I guess. What are you seeing, Don? Um, I'm still seeing, like we have a lot of activity happening and I, I think like for me, you guys all know me, I'm probably like overly optimistic all the time, but I believe every disaster, there's a greater tool equal opportunity. And this is a, it's probably a, a correction that's been eight years in the making. And uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of opportunities for buyers to go out there and find opportunities. Uh, for us, the biggest challenge has been, uh, you know, executing, you know, when we're all at home, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, Sabrina will go into it a little bit more depth, but there's a couple of bills that have like the remote online notarization, we call it RON, uh, they're about to be passed soon. Once that, once that happens, I think it'll be good for everybody. How about you, Sabrina? You're still seeing closings, right? Yeah, I mean, we had last week 191. So Proper Title is, all, is the closing company. It's where you go and sign all the documents in order to close on the property that you're purchasing. Um, so we had 191 closings last week. So again, kind of business as usual. I do, I do think there'll be somewhat of a slowdown. I, I mean, my crystal ball's fuzzy, so I don't know what's going to happen at all. But um, so far we have been seeing a lot of business still coming through. We're still getting new orders constantly all day, every day. So yeah, um, kind of alluding to what Don just talked about is we as a financial institution and a government institution, we're not really ready to do everything electronically prior to our current situation, but we're adapting really, really, really quickly. Um, and although we're not 100% um, electronic at this moment in time, we're getting closer and closer and we will be shortly. So that is making the human interactions uh, less or needed less. Um, right now, most closings can be done with maybe two people, uh, the closer and the buyer for about 10 minutes of human interaction. Uh, across the table from each other. So at least six feet apart and we're closing those deals daily and efficiently. So that's really helpful. So things, you know, like we've been saying, things are still moving. And I think one big reason for that too is Joe, what's happening with interest rates? Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? It's been a, you know, the only thing I can really touch on that in my career that's been anything like this is to have to go back to 2008 to 2010. And that's, you know, we were in such a different situation when we went into that recession because, you know, a month ago, everything was very strong, all the, you know, economic indicators, although 
to Don's point, you know, we were at the end of a 10-year run, and it's inevitable that you're going to see recession, regardless of how we got here. Um, the reason it, I allude to 08 to 10 is the way we have seen this lack of liquidity in the marketplace. So rates were screaming low all through January and February, and we were already, you know, every loan officer who were this salt was already off to the best year they were ever having. We were locking refinances, we were locking purchases. It was the most active spring market we've seen in years. And when the bottom sort of fell out and we saw those gigantic crashes in the Dow for, you know, three, four, five straight days, rates plummeted and we locked in more we locked in more mortgages than has ever been locked in in the history of the mortgage business. And a lot of that has to do with our technology. Um, you, when you're hitting click, 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 instead of having to fill things out by hand, as we were doing, you know, even just 10, 12 years ago, uh, we, we broke the system to a certain degree. And over the last three weeks, we've watched rates start the day out at four and a half percent, and then the Federal Reserve releases some money, and then we see rates dip into the threes, and then at the end of the day, we end up back in the fours. And it's been a very, very volatile environment. Now, the Federal Reserve on Sunday announced basically the largest, let's just call it a blank check that they've given um, to buy up as much not just mortgage debt, but uh, government debt, junk bonds, uh, corporate debt, just to keep money in the system and flowing. And we saw rates return to what we could kind of call a normal level, which is where we were three weeks ago. So I'm locking people today anywhere between three and a quarter and 3.625, depending on loan amount, close date, credit, but that, that's sort of right now today of where the market stands. We're locking people in the mid threes on a 30 year fixed, just under 3% on a 15 year fixed. Your non-conforming or jumbo loans, anything that's over 510,000, the rates vary a little bit more. And a lot of that has to do with volume issues. Some of these lenders have so many applications right now, they just can't close them all. So you'll see anything between 3.5% and 4%, depending on the buyer or the borrower. What, you know, in the, the actual profile of the deal. Um, I think that we're gonna continue to see this volatility, this very, very real volatility for the next three to four weeks at least before traders find a footing, before um, companies like my own know where they're pricing their assets, so to speak. And I think it's going to be a, a wild ride. That said, we're going to be in a very low rate environment now for the next year. The Federal Reserve lowered their key interest rate to between zero and a quarter percent, which means that the prime interest rate is currently 3.25%. And for perspective, that was where the overnight lending rate and the prime interest rate were for almost three years coming out of the recession from about 2000. And I'm going to muddle these dates, but I think it was 2010 to about 2013 that's where the Federal Reserve left that interest rate. And if you go and look, that's when we were locking interest rates between three and a half and, you know, four and a quarter percent for a large part of that time frame. And I think that's probably the, the, the range we're going to settle in later this year. Once we see applications fall out a little bit, once we get just a little bit normal, you, you, one of the things you have to realize is that when rates fall that fast and everybody can benefit from a refinance, 
there are not enough people, there are not enough closers, there are not enough title companies to close it all. And we're also in a very high purchase environment. So um, from a, it's going to be a, a kind of a rocky ride. You, the best thing you can do is communicate with whoever you're dealing with from a mortgage perspective and communicate not like weekly, but daily at this point. Can you speak to the zero interest rate? I know a lot of people yeah. are very confused with that. So that's a benchmark rate, and that's the rate at which uh, banks lend one another money. Um, and it, by lowering that key interest rate, it allows uh, for money to be borrowed industry-wide at a lower benchmark interest rate. Banks still need to make money, and so mortgage rates aren't going to be 0% ever. But if, and, and frankly, the spread between where current mortgage rates are and where their, uh, their actual mortgage-backed securities are is the greatest it's ever been. They, mortgage rates should be lower than where they currently are. But from a volume perspective, it's gonna take a while before we get there. It does mean that everything you pay interest on is going to be cheaper. Your credit card is going to get cheaper. Your uh, auto loans are gonna get cheaper. Your, but it also means that the money that's in your bank account is going to not pay you anything. So that's the downside to low interest rates is that you're not earning any interest on your money market fund. You're not earning any interest on your checking and savings account anymore. So with cheap borrowed money comes cheap money in terms of what you're able to earn interest on as well. We had a question, how low do you think rates could get? You know, if, if history says anything, and we were here, we've been here before, uh, the lowest I was ever locking 30-year fixed rates was, I think I had a handful at three and an eighth to three and a quarter. We're really, we're closer to the bottom than most people want to believe they are. But this happened the last time too. I mean, once people see, you know, everybody who's at 4% says, I'd be happy to have three and a half percent. But then when rates are three and a half percent, they want three and a quarter. And that's fine. That's human nature. Um, I totally understand that. But if history tells you where rates ended up in the last recession, when we were at the same benchmark, which is zero, um, I think we're probably within a quarter to three eighths of where the final bottom is, to be honest with you. Some of you just joined. There's a chat bar. You're able to ask questions over there and we will answer them as best as we can. Another big question that I've been getting asked, I'm sure Joe, you have also been getting asked this, is is now a good time to buy? Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, I think being able to lock up hundreds of thousands of dollars at you know three and a half percent is, you know that, that's why you borrow money. Um, the question that inevitably comes after that is what's going to happen to home prices. And I think that's a, that's where it's going to be an interesting ride there as well. I, we're not, we don't have the same market conditions around a housing bubble that we went into the last recession with. We, well, you know, and especially in Chicago, our price rise has been very, very modest over the last 10 years, really, but especially even over the last three or four. And it, and compared to nationally, we've been very slow and steady compared to that. But we've had an inventory issue, which has really driven any home price rise way more than anything else. And that inventory issue isn't going to be solved by people staying inside and not wanting to list their property. So I don't think we're in an environment where suddenly we've got an oversupply of property and all of a sudden we're going to see you know, people dropping prices to find a new market. 
Um, I could be wrong, you know, that, that that's a tricky crystal ball to read, but we certainly don't have this issue where we're delivering over the next six months, thousands of units of new construction that are all going up against each other at new construction pricing that are going to drive you know prices down. And the same thing goes for the suburbs, especially in Illinois. We've got the majority of our new construction in Illinois tends to be spec um, or one-offs. We don't have whole subdivisions that have been going up um, in, in McHenry County, whereas you know, in 2008, 2009, you couldn't drive through, you know, drive up Route 14 or Route 12 out into what we city folk think is the country and not see, you know, hundreds and hundreds of subdivisions delivering units on a weekend in open houses. So, you know, I, there, every area of the country is going to be affected differently as far as housing prices go. But I do feel like we are, you know, at least a little bit more insulated here in the you know, Chicago, Wisconsin might have a bigger problem than we do. There's been so much speculation around Foxconn. Um, you know, I don't know, Indiana, Michigan have all been growing, but not at the same rate as say the two coasts. So I yeah. don't know if I answered anything or if I'm just babbling. No, no, you did. And we actually touched a few other uh, topics that I wanted to touch on, but I, I agree with you. I think now there is a lot of opportunity to be had if you are a buyer. I think if you are, there's a lot of people that need to move still. Um, I just went into showings last week. The people were relocating out to the East Coast. They need to sell. A lot of people get relocated all the time. A lot of people need more space. I think that smart sellers will price their homes appropriately and give buyers an opportunity to pick up some deals. I also think that properties that may be sitting right now could be really good opportunities for buyers. And there's a lot of properties that might be good for investors, a lot of flips that could happen. There's always a lot of opportunity, but especially now, especially since people are nervous to go into homes. With that said, for prices, I don't think anyone can say where that's going to be. If the demand still stays, which there is a lot of demand right now, prices shouldn't move too much, like you said, but we'll just have to see. Don, are you seeing a lot of deals fall through right now? Yeah, um, what's happening is uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of people, uh, I think it's like a perfect storm. Uh, on one hand, you know, a lot of people just got laid off. So if you had like a mortgage that you're trying to get and you got laid off, you probably didn't want to proceed or your lender wouldn't let you. Um, that, that's probably like a third uh, of what we're seeing. The other, the others are people who are just like on edge, um, or you, you know, somebody who's not getting the price that they wanted to. You know, if you think about it, re at the end of the day, statistically, only the top twenty percent of Americans can legitimately afford real estate. So those same top twenty percent of people are fighting over the market share, right? So um, uh, it, it, most of those people are generally insulated from layoffs but you know this was kind of a wreaking havoc on everybody so everyone who just saw their 401k drop 40 percent and or got laid off you know they got a little scared are you seeing deals fall apart joe um so far we've able to managed to triage most of it i've had a couple people who were just going under contract over the last two weeks get cold feet during attorney review. 
I've got a, I've got a couple people who are afraid they're getting laid off. We're actually moving one closing up. He's a mechanic for United Airlines, so that's a legit concern. Um, I've got you know it, it's it, every deal is different, right? I mean, on some we need one income, maybe not both. I, for the most part, my people tend to still be full steam ahead. I mean, it's like every deal is a little bit different. So where I'm having issues they can be around everything from getting an appraiser into a property to I've got people moving from California to Chicago and trying to get powers of attorney at the last minute while they're living in, you know, um, you know, a hotel basically and can't get to a notary. So I haven't had a lot of things just flat out cancel. Uh, I'm definitely seeing, you know, the volume of contracts that are coming into me has dropped and I, you know this time of year where it's spring and you're expecting on Monday morning to walk into 10 and you're getting three or four, that tells me that those other seven people that I know are already pre-approved didn't go out looking at property last weekend. Well, is that because they don't wanna leave the house or because they couldn't get into an open house or they couldn't get into enough open houses? You know, all of a sudden it's like one little thing piles up onto another and another. So that said, you know, it's a long year. And if we're all sort of just hitting the pause button here for the next 30 to 60 days, most of those people are going to stay in the market. And a lot of what we were seeing from a volume standpoint early in the year was a lot of people who didn't buy last year or even the year before because of the lack of inventory. So I do feel like there is so much pent up demand that we were coming into this. We could still end up having a bounce later this year in terms of the overall real estate market. But I just, you know, I, I don't know what that means yet. We don't know what the total layoffs are going to look like or how bad that's going to be. Now, what happens, this is for you, Joe and Don, what happens if you do lose your job while you're under contract? Yeah, I'll speak to that first. Um, if, you, if, if you lose your job, it, let's, say, let's just say it's the easy scenario. It's only one person on the loan and you get laid off, you can't close. Um, there. The, the, and we've gone to both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to start with to try to find some variants on that. They are adamant that if you're not working, if you're laid off, if you're furloughed, we're not closing your loan. A bigger issue right now than that has been just trying to get verifications of employment back because entire human resources departments are either working from home or shut down, or if you're a mom and pop shop and it's just one person filling out VOEs or answering the phone, those have been become difficult, but we've gotten variances with Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, and with most of our other lenders. Um, if we can get a recent pay stub, if we can get, I mean, basically anything that just shows that you are working within the last 72 hours, we can figure out a way to get that closed. But if you're flat out laid off, then you're, it's not good. Don, can you speak about the new addendum that came out? Um, that's a big, big hot topic. Cool. So um, I'm going to tr treat everyone in this room like you're, um, like you're a buyer. Hey, everyone, there are three steps to a real estate transaction. The first step is due diligence. The second step is financing. And the third step is closing. During due diligence, there's two parts to it. There's attorney review and inspection. If you don't approve of the contract or the condition of the property, you terminate, you get your money back. Move to step two with the financing. If you don't get your loan approved in time within that date, 
and you submit that your loan is denied, you get your earnest money back. Now there's a new provision that everyone's trying to get uh, involved into the contracts uh, called the COVID-19 contingency, saying if there's any delays or something happens based off of COVID-19, you get your earnest money back. Now, in reality, most courts in Illinois are going to stand by our case law of force majeure. Force majeure means act of God. So if you lose the contract or if something goes wrong because of COVID-19, there's a very high likelihood you're going to get your earnest money back. It's a defense to a breach of contract. Um, so the, 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 new, the new rider out there is great. And it's just a way of saying, hey, if there's a delay or if the deal falls apart because of it, um, it protects the buyer. How has the closing process changed, Sabrina? So the closing process, it, it used to be like a big, like, let's have a party at the closing table and everybody would come and they'd bring their grandma and they'd bring their kids and they'd bring, and the brokers would come and it was this whole big yay and hoopla, um, which is awesome, which we love, right? Um, but now, unfortunately, that, big hoopla or that big party needs to be virtual. So again, kind of like I said in the beginning, we're trying to limit the exposure for the people that work at the closing company for our closers, because like if you're buying a property, anybody on this call, you go in, it's maybe an hour's worth of time for you, but for the people that work at our company, that's all day long and that's a lot of exposure. So now the closings we're asking just the buyer and maybe the buyer's attorney to show up um but we're also doing like i mentioned kind of curbside um which not all title companies are doing or all closing companies but we are where the buyer can literally just pull up like i was telling you earlier um and pass the documents through the car window and get them signed um hopefully in the near future we'll be able to do full electronic closings um, but your realtor, you know, Courtney, for instance, she's going to be available to you during this whole process, right? Because she's your trusted advisor and you really should lean on her more now than ever, to be honest. Um, you should lean on her and be like, Hey, my lender, Joe wants me to do this. Courtney, what do you think? You know, and she's going to probably say, well, I trust Joe, but what if you're for whatever reason, not using Joe, Courtney will be able to kind of navigate you. So I say really make sure that if you are buying a property that you are using people that you trust, same with an attorney, please don't use your uncle Bob who just has a law degree and he does litigation for whatever. Right now more than ever use like somebody like Don who lives and breathes real estate law. I mean, he lives and breathes a lot of law, but one of his specialties is real estate law. He's one of our top real estate attorneys in Chicago. So um, be sure to use, I think more now than ever, like to get to the closing table and to get through this and to feel comfortable with what you're purchasing or what you're selling is to use people like Courtney, Joe, and Don. Yeah, I really appreciate you saying that because something I did want to touch on, I know, you know, quite a few of you in the, the audience right? <laughs> on the call. <laughs> um, but buying is definitely something that you're thinking about in the near future. And right now, more than ever, it's so important to be prepared. 
And that's something that I talk about all the time, but now more than ever, you really need to be prepared. You really need to know what you're going into and you need to be intentional about this home buying process. So one of those things is picking your team. You know, I think people don't understand we're talking almost every single day for like 30 to 90 days. And I have some clients I've been working with for over a year because I think Joe said inventory has been low. So we're trying to find them properties. So having that relationship with those people, that's very important. Um, another thing you can do is I know that there's an extension, but do your taxes. Just because you can turn something in late doesn't mean you should. And it helps you and your lender get an idea of what you can afford and where you need to go from there. Another thing that you guys probably need to do if you're thinking about buying is, and Joe, we always talk about this, is getting pre-approved or at least talking to Joe about an idea of where you can be pre-approved. And I know you're itching to talk. <laughs> Just communication. Uh, find a lender you can communicate with. Uh, find a lender that's not uh, annoyed because you checked in two days in a row about interest rates or what the market's doing. Like Don lives and breathes real estate. I am just constantly inundated with economic news that you would be bored to tears to have to read about. And on top of that, we get a lot of correspondence from our company. We've got our chief trader is probably the smartest person at Guaranteed Rate. He is the front line of defense so that we aren't losing money every day. And he's the one who is in the room with the Goldman Sachs people. He's the, you know, he's the one who's trading uh, securities and getting us money to lend on every given day. And he's corresponding with us every day about what he sees, not from a very, you know, what, what's the rate going to be, but from a very technical standpoint of what we should expect today, this afternoon, tomorrow. So the amount of information we have available to us is a lot more generally than what you're going to get by going on Yahoo Finance. And so, you know, last week is a perfect example. I locked in as many loans as we could get locked in Monday and Tuesday because rates were favorable after a shitty week, the, excuse me, the week before. Uh, but Wednesday and Thursday, if you called me for anything, purchase or refinance, I told you, don't do it. Let's wait. Rates are not good. Friday, we got a little bit better. And then Friday afternoon, we started to get news about the package that was going to come out on Monday from the Federal Reserve. So being tipped off on that on Friday, I waited on my two locks where we were in the 4% range and we got them both locked in on Monday at 3.5%. So we're very much in tune. Hopefully, whoever you're working with is very much in tune with what's going on in the market. And that's a stressful position as the person that you consider your expert, but that's that's why you consider us, consider us your experts is to be looking at the things you can't take the time to look at. Well, and it's also really interesting. A lot of my clients and people that I've been talking to, they're getting pre-approved just to get pre-approved yeah. because they might see that one property that they absolutely love and they want to, you know, get on that. Um, so I think it even like furthers the point of just, you know, everyone else, we're all sitting at home, most of us, uh, we're sitting online, and there's a lot of people right now just looking at properties. I have one client, she's sending me properties, you know, what about this one, what about this one, what about this one? And I'm like, girl, do you love it? I don't know, like, so she has been thinking about it, she is ready, she is on top of it. Are you? Are you going to be ready when you need to make that decision? 
so that's, you know, a big thing to think about. And then the last point, if you are thinking about buying, is know what you are and are not looking for. It goes back to just being intentional about what you're doing. A lot of us aren't going to want to go into properties for a while now. And, you know, I always ask, who do you want to be? What type of life do you want to live? Do you want to be able to walk down the street to your favorite bar and restaurant? Uh, do you need to be close to public transportation? Um, are you needing more space? You want to be in a single family home. What are those things that you are interested in and that you can see yourself being happy in? Because it doesn't make sense to run around anymore. And now more than ever, you have the time to just slow down and really think about, okay, this is what's important. This is not what is important. And kind of go from there. Um, one thing to note, the state of Illinois is not on board with the tax filing extension, just the feds. So, you know, still file your taxes on time. <laughs> extension. <laughs> oh, are we still able to go into homes for showings? So, yes, but also no. Um, it's getting really tough. I have clients almost every single day trying to see properties, and I have not been able to go into a property in, since last Tuesday because either tenants are not allowing showings, which they have the right to do that, People are just not comfortable with it anymore. Some building associations, uh, whether it's right or wrong, are prohibiting showings. Uh, so it is getting really tough. And we're trying to exhaust all the virtual measures that we can. A lot of people are finally stepping up their game in 2020, getting the 3D tours or at least a video tour. But if you're renting, for example, you may have to be prepared to rent sight unseen. That's unfortunately a new reality but that's that's something that we're coming across uh, hopefully it eases up but it's it's an issue and when we are going into showings there's a hygiene protocol um you are trying to not touch it i mean you all you all know what's going on i don't need to tell you that but it's it's different um and you don't get as much time in the homes as you used to i would say so that's a really big thing and the other big question that I've been getting is, is now a good time to sell? I think now is a great time to sell. I think now more than ever, it's probably the best time to sell um, in a long time because we're all sitting at home and we're all looking at those properties and no one can get excited about your home if they can't see it. So even if it's a picture of the outside or just the information, pictures are coming soon. If it's from your iPhone, I don't know, but at least people are able to see it, to connect with it and dream about living in it. Um, if it's not on the market, even if it's temporarily off the market, it doesn't syndicate to the MLS and those third party websites like it would for an active property. So get yourself out there if you really do want to sell. I think now more than ever, it's so important. And there is that pent up demand and we do take those hygienic measures. So whatever works best for you, we will try to work through that and sell your home. And Courtney, where do all of your first showings occur? Oh, online. And 100%. right now, more than ever, I'm looking at my website, I'm hearing from our properties. Online traffic is, through the roof. it's insane. It's blowing up and it's, you know, we're more connected online than we ever have been. And 
let people connect with your home. I like that. Let people connect with your home. Write that one down. You know, one of the things that I talked earlier about with Kevin Van Eck actually is that from a lending perspective, nothing's changed and there's no reason to not at least, if you're still interested in buying this year, reach out to a loan officer, get started. The digital mortgage application hasn't changed. We're still doing all that online. The way I do pre-approvals, I'm happy to meet with people in person and always have been, but 98% of what I do is over the phone anyway. We can do a Zoom, we can do Skype, we can do FaceTime. None of this has changed. We can get you ready to buy this year or next year, six months from now, 60 days from now, doesn't matter. None of that has changed and we're open and we're doing business. So yes, you may get to a point where you decide this isn't for you, but I don't think this should stop you from at least getting started at this point because um, it, it, it's still going to be the single biggest financial decision you make at this point in your life or at any point in your life and getting all the information you can up front is great. And like you said, there's going to be a lot of opportunity both in interest rate, which they're gonna be very, very low for a long time, I think. And we're gonna see some opportunity around properties too. Um, I don't see prices just you know, in a free fall or anything like that, but there's definitely gonna be opportunity. Uh, you're not gonna be battling the developers for that you know, bungalow that needs to be rehabbed in Avondale right now. There's gonna be property that is gonna be available that wouldn't otherwise have been available in this market. So did I know, Did I touch on multiple offers going on? Nope. So that, that is something to be aware of. Just talking about inventory, I went to see some properties with an investor last week so this property that they ended up liking it had been on the market for a while we hadn't had the shelter in place go into effect yet and the property had been on the market for a while it had a price reduction and within 12 hours i kid you not there was a multiple offer situation so investors are getting on top of it just go to that conversation of being prepared even i know of some pocket listings they haven't even gone to the public and that Pocket listing had multiple offer situations. So those are still happening. For the most part, buyers are still looking for those good, those good eggs and they are willing to battle it out for it. Um, so you might be paying, you know, what places are worth, not necessarily maybe like the best deal ever, but just be aware that there's, there's so many different things going on and it's, you know, we just got to keep an eye on it. We got to talk and keep taking it day by day. Well said. I think this was really good. This has been an hour. I will send up a follow-up email with you guys. Please feel free to, I'm gonna put my website on here. Please feel free to check out my website. Um, if you go into the Chicago Guide tab, I've posted new things, you know, what I'm doing for sellers right now, what I'm doing for buyers right now, what I'm doing for tenants right now. So if we didn't answer those questions, um, hopefully you can find answers there or feel free to email me, Joe, Sabrina, Don. You know, we're all about helping people. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for taking the time and cheers. Cheers, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. Great Thanks, job. Thanks, Courtney. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks, Courtney.